Welcome to Sound DeFi. I'm your host, Chris Berg, joined by a special guest today, Peter Gaffney. He's the head of research at Security Token Advisors. Peter, great to see you. Welcome to the show. Thanks, Chris. Fantastic being here. You're a fantastic host. I've been following the uh, the podcast for a while now. Exciting stuff. Oh, man, you're very, very kind. I appreciate that. I hope the one thing you get as you listen is my passion for this space. So the chance to visit with you about security tokens and tokenization, I just think it's a beautiful, beautiful thing. So maybe let's just start there for a layman like myself on what is security token advisors? What kind of problems are you solving for people? Sure, sure. So in general, security token is just a way of kind of fractionalizing and increasing the accessibility to assets of all sorts. And so we're pretty agnostic as security token advisors. We're a full suite consulting company, right? We're not a tech provider. We're not a broker dealer. We're not smart contract developers or anything of that status. We more so act as full project managers and consultants advisory team for any type of asset owner, portfolio manager, fund manager, any venture capitalists, anything in that realm. So we work with, you know, real estate groups or maybe pre-IPO companies looking to raise capital. Um, fintech startups is a hot one. A lot of ESG plays and kind of renewable energy and figure out how can we structure assets, how can we structure deal offerings to attract new investors that they may not have in their immediate networks, right? Instead of going to a venture capital firm or private equity company or looking for bank financing, hey, maybe we have a retail audience we want to target or maybe we want global accredited investors or international investors that we may not otherwise have access to. So we'll help structure a deal. We'll say, hey, this is what we're seeing in the market. This is what previous clients have showed us, what prospects have kind of talked about. And we aggregate all that data and insight on behalf of our clients now. And so we help structure the deal, plan out what kind of instruments they should use, what kind of investor audience they should go after, and then what kind of tech partners they should use. Think of like transfer agents, tech developers, ATS is on the secondary trading side, liquidity strategies that they could then bring in, whether on the centralized like market making front, issuer managed liquidity, or even DeFi protocols. We're seeing a lot more interest now, as you can imagine, which is awesome. So. <laughs> Expect the overlap of the security world and the DeFi world to come to fruition soon enough. But um, we handle all that and then obviously bring the legal teams in and any marketing that needs to be done. So we like to say we're full suite and we really practice what we preach. So are you taking these? And as you don't mind, maybe just walk me through a case study or an example of a current client that you're working with. Like what's the onboarding process? How are you ensuring the legal aspect? Am I going out on ATSs? How am I trading? Sure. So. We usually start with a full breakdown. Like, what is your goal here? Are you looking to raise new capital for, let's say, a venture investment? Or are you looking, maybe you have a, a real estate asset or real estate portfolio. You just want to tokenize existing shares to maybe give your LPs some early liquidity that they may not have. And then that will kind of dictate what path we take, right? So let's go down the real estate path, right? I've got this portfolio of X million, right? And and some of my LPs are like, hey, I want to pull some liquidity out of this. Walk me through how do I start to tokenize and generate liquidity for my part? Definitely, definitely. So I think the, the holy grail is going from an illiquid asset to a fully secondary trading on an ATS across the world, right? That's the zero to 100 approach. I like to now tout the zero to one and then the zero to five or zero to one, one to five. Zero to one is what I would say, hey, start working with a transfer agent that has security token capabilities or digital security capabilities or even in Vanium, you know, just get on the blockchain rails, but some sort of blockchain based underlying platform, get comfortable with it, get used to the technology, get used to talking to your LPs about this and any operators, whatever. From there, you can maybe create an internal bulletin, one to five. We'll say, okay, we have 10 LPs for X amount of dollars, maybe 
some of them want to, you know, dilute their shares a bit or sell maybe 5%. Okay, we can create an internal bulletin, all tokenized. They don't even have to talk to each other. They can just post it up, a bid-ask type system, and it'll hit, right? So now you're saying, okay, I got comfortable. I started using it a little bit. Now I can start looking forward and say, hey, I have maybe an audience of 50,000 followers or investors or retail people. Maybe I do want to give them some capability. Now you can really go to the holy grail and say, hey, how can I get this on an ATS, like a T0, an Oasis Pro Markets, a PPEX of sorts, and really get that full access to the widespread community, let's call it. That would be the five to 100 approach. So we kind of play at any step along that process based on what we think our clients are comfortable with or what they kind of are wishing for. You might imagine it's a lot of like, you know, dip my toes in the water right now. So I really have been narrowing down on that one to five approach, just getting like an internal bulletin with future looking towards a full full service, you know, process. Well, I'm going to bring up this screen for you and you can maybe walk us through what we're looking at here. But I, I think this is just some things that are actually being tokenized. And maybe if you don't mind, just give the, the distinction between a security token versus just something that's being tokenized. Sure, sure. So I work heavily in the primary issuance market, a lot of these new assets. So if we're raising capital for the first time, Maybe we're just tokenizing an existing asset. That's the first step of the process, right? You're raising new capital, you're closing a new round, or you're just allowing existing investors to kind of get on the digital cap tables. From there, once that's all closed up and that's good to go, you come to the secondary trading markets. And that's what we track over here at Security Token Market. So all of these tokens are actually trading on ATSs or digital exchanges. Depending on where they're located in the US, pretty much everything happens on an ATS. Abroad, it's a bit more lenient. So we aggregate all the data from all these exchanges, these marketplaces, over 10 globally right now and counting as they come up. And so these are examples of companies that have successfully tokenized an asset or raised capital via token and listed on a true exchange. So uh, Chris, right now, if you want, you could log in to any one of these ATSs or exchanges and buy some of these tokens, which represent either Negra is equity, for example, blockchain capitals, equity, T0 is actually preferred shares. So this is all very cool stuff, right? And you can see all this happening. And this is what a retail investor like anyone could log in and do the same. This is fantastic. I mean, you uh, obviously have got great financial acumen. So maybe you don't mind to share a little bit of your background and, and what got you into the space. Sure, sure. So I remember I got into crypto in 2017, started a small scale, just investment firm uh, with a buddy of mine, just so we could really take it seriously and do some diligence. Like instead of just, you know, researching Bitcoin, Ethereum, we could really take it seriously, put some investment theses into action. And I remember getting airdropped a bunch of polymath token and I had to do my research. What's polymath? I realized, oh, I could take real assets and trade them like I would Bitcoin or Ether at the time. I thought that was awesome. Obviously, that was in 2017. It took some time to really come back to the space full time, but I was doing um, some ETF work and prior to that, some private equity work. So I had the private market side. I had the publicly traded, exchange traded funds. And I said, well, let's marry them together. Private exchange traded assets would be the best description of security tokens. So it worked out well. I started writing this column called Tokenize This, actually, where we explored a bunch of different use cases for tokenization in a wild variety of industries, some novelty, some more so institutional caliber. And that's kind of really how I landed in the space full time and just you know gave it my full attention. So we have the examples here. 
Yeah, if you don't mind, and I know some people are going to be just listening to this podcast, others are going to be watching it on our YouTube channel. But I mean, I think what's incredible here, Peter, is you've got tokenized Airbnb. You had another one that jumped out to me about uh, tokenized college tuition, tokenized YouTube channels. It was, I think, yeah. even tokenized my own deposits at the bank. So sure. walk me through some of these examples. Sure. So I think one of my favorite, one of my earlier examples was tokenized music artists from week eight right over there. And a musician, Post Malone, blew up on SoundCloud, essentially. And he had early followers, early listeners, and that's kind of how he, he cut his teeth in the industry. And now he's one of the best, uh, depending on who you talk to. I think he's fantastic. But I was thinking, man, if, if you're a SoundCloud listener back in, I think it was like 20, let's say 2013, 2014, when he started coming on the scene, if you had the chance to invest in him, you'd be killing it. You can maybe participate in any labels he signs in the future, any endorsement deals. He's got one with Bud Light. It's probably his most prominent one, for example. If you had some access to the financial upside, aside from just listening, that would be huge, right? And so even taking that on a bigger scale, like, okay, even YouTube channels, sometimes their videos don't get popular until a decade after. But if you were an early listener and you had some sort of right, even their old videos then suddenly become popular once they really make it. So it's like you can have, you know, you could participate in their their sponsorships or their advertisement revenue in perpetuity, essentially. So that's awesome. And then the YouTuber could obviously finance their capabilities, their expansion plans via this secure token offering with their own people which I think is fantastic. Instead of going to a bank who may not even understand the business, who may give you, you know, off the terms, you at least have some sort of avenue that you dictate the terms, you stay in control, and you know the people backing you are fully aligned. So walk me through that a little bit. I got a friend of mine that's working with a lot of creators. So I'm a creator and I want to begin to tokenize myself to generate some more liquidity and expansion, as you just mentioned. Mm -hmm. How do I go about even creating that valuation? How do I go about, you know, creating the tokens and getting people to give me money? Yeah, that's a great, the valuation question is a great point. So I think the the main piece is how are you going to derive value? So in the YouTube aspect, let's say I think a lot about the advertisements and then the sponsorships and then even partnerships that YouTubers tend to, to form now. Even think of things, you know, in the metaverse or with like Fortnite concerts and streaming capabilities. Like I don't necessarily, I'm not super, super into that. So in terms of valuing that, I would have to do some diligence, but those are the things I would personally look at. And when you're dealing with retail audience, a lot, in, in my opinion, a lot of them aren't necessarily digging into the balance sheet, into the financials, but more so they're investing in you as a brand. So you kind of, you know, I would say have some leniency. It doesn't have to be down to a science, but you more so want to, you know, give something that makes sense for both of you. So that's where the whole investment instrument idea comes into play. Should it be equity? Should it be debt? Should it be a revenue share with like an exit multiple so that I can calculate, hey, even if I'm not getting paid for a couple of years, you'll buy me out at a 2.5x multiple or something. Should it be a crowd safe, which Republic kind of pioneered, which is like the right to equity in the future upon a new event. But these are all things that like, you know, we at Security Advisors love diving into and finding comparables in all these niche markets to figure out what will be well received by the investors and what makes sense for you as an issuer to not just go, uh, I'll go to a bank instead or I'll go to my buddy at the VC company instead, you know? So one more question, because I just love this, is the Metaverse Home Tours. A friend of mine just bought some stuff into Central Land. So walk me through how I'm going to monetize a Metaverse Home Tour. So the article itself is actually, um, I'll answer your question in a sec, but that article, uh, so I moved down here to Miami a year ago. I didn't get to step foot in any of these apartments. I was doing it all just from my computer at home and talking to the realtor. It would have been cool to have real, you know, there's pictures, you could swipe through videos, whatever. But if you had a real like metaverse tour where you're in there, 
looking at these apartments or looking at these homes before you're buying, I think that's a pretty big value play. And I think it's something that the metaverse could be very well used for. In terms of monetizing a metaverse property, which is covered in a, in a, in a separate article, think of like an e-commerce storefront, like a, a Shopify or just any an Amazon. You know, if I'm buying something at Nike, instead of just browsing Amazon, I can actually step into a virtual Nike store, have the wall of shoes I want, whatever Jordans I'm looking at or something. And I could actually maybe try them on with my avatar, see how they look on my avatar or um, just walk around, hold them, you know, get a sense of what everything is looking like. And from there, you can monetize it the same way you would an online shopping experience. You could also provide discounts. You can bring a whole crypto aspect into it, NFTs if you want, you know, like social tokens. So there's a whole angle. And it's why I do see the value in the metaverse business model going forward, you know. Yeah, it's going to be ginormous. All right. Tokenize this. Also, you wrote a piece about uh, tokenized pre-IPO shares. I think this is a really, really powerful and vast market. So uh, share with us what you're talking about here. Thank you. Yes. I love the case for pre-IPO shares. I kind of came across it through um, a company called Equity Zen a few years ago, maybe back in 2018 or so, actually. I thought it was awesome. You can invest in these late stage private companies at that time, like Uber, Lyft, everything, despite valuations now, let's call it. Just think about that in general. I thought it was great. You can get in on it before it actually IPOs. It's kind of the last mark of it being private. You should get a better valuation. And what one of the pinnacles of security tokens is allowing accessibility into you know newer investments before they go public in kind of a public manner. The whole mantra is stay private while going public. So I thought this is a perfect use case. You know, you could allow retail investors or accredited if you're not ready to take the step into all the filings for retail, but to even invest at the, level, the Series A level, Series B, Series C, you don't have to wait till it's super late stage like DE or F, let's call it. So that's very interesting. If you have very high conviction in a brand that you're following and they're raising a Series A that you could throw some capital into, oh, that'd be awesome. And that's actually something that, you know, we love practicing what we preach. I was going to ask you, give me uh, like what would be an ideal client here for this pre-IPO shares to tokenize? Sure. So we've had a couple of fintech clients looking to do something like this. You know, macro picture notwithstanding, I would say anyone who has some sort of traction or even a bigger brand that now has a subsidiary is likely to do pretty well with this. Let's say you have a massive company and they have some spinoff they want to finance with their existing following. That would be great. Because even if it's a startup, it's not like you're a brand new team with a brand new track record or anything. You know, we as a retail investor, we know who's backing it and we know who's kind of fronting the vision. So that would be a very solid case, especially if you have the community there. And that's probably one of the most important, perhaps even overlooked aspects of the existing community when you're raising capital at the Series A, even Series B level. Great, great stuff. I want to just give you the last word. Anything else you want to add or share? Yes, I do. So I love the pre-IPO share idea, as we covered, and I also come from the ETF world. So in the future, I see something where you could have these security token wrappers trading like ETFs. You have a wrapper that's a token that's also comprised of other security tokens, maybe a bunch of real estate tokens and a real estate wrapper. Now, what's the big picture here, right? We have all their, they're all liquid in the background and the token, the wrapper itself is liquid. 
So in ETF world, we have authorized participants, APs coming in to create and redeem shares, basically acting as market makers to keep the fund value in line with the NAT, right? That same thing could happen in the security token world. And that's when I think things get really, really interesting. That's when the big financial engineering comes into play. That's the world I'm trying to build. So we're doing it. Hey, you know what? I'm going to jump in that one because I love your idea of the Rapplin. You got a bunch of security tokens mm -hmm. in there and I'm uh, buying some shares of that. So I, I look forward to having you back and let's please uh, keep in close touch, okay? Most definitely, Chris. This was fantastic. Appreciate you bringing me on. Uh, it was great. I look forward to doing it. Peter Gaffney, head of research at the Security Token Advisors. Uh, check them out. We'll hear from Peter again soon.